So, you know, I thought I had these intros down on lock, figured I know how to do it every single time. I just got to sing a song, but... What what song is that? I don't know, like, Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra. Fly me to the moon. Uh, Space Jam song, I believe I can fly, but... I I believe I can fly. I just got nothing. So, here's a low-energy intro for y'all. Whole new pod nation. Nation. Decoms in the his house. Pot up. I'm I'm Lucas Melby. You Jake, know how this be. Jacob Telahujan, Telajan, T E L L I J O H N, like John. Jacob's Tele- bringing the real, the real energy, the, the real deal. the goofs with his name. That's the classic bits right there. Yes. But you just seem really depressed today. I, Did I, I miss something? I shouldn't be because the movie we watched was so great it was a good it was a good movie it It was was, it was a quality decon solid solid hey man you know sometimes i think i have the the comedy and the jokes for the intros sometimes i don't and this was one that i planned as like a joke and maybe it just didn't go anywhere maybe i should have just sang you know steve miller band stuff but you know what the the sad and depressing that was the route you wanted to go yeah and then I'll have a really like crazy raunchy opener for uh, the color of friendship. Next oh time. my god! <laughs> so, anyways, this is a whole new pod. You know what it's all about. We're talking about those Disney Channel original movies, the ones yes. that have been blowing up your Twitter feed with people being like, "I'm this old because of this Disney Channel original movie." Because yes. it's happening. You know, we're just outsourcing BuzzFeed articles. <laughs> we're doing the work of them, and we're just hoping that we get picked up for a listicle sometime. That'd be cool. We got some good gifts. We we'll have Chaz Anthony leaning Chaz. on a on a locker. We'll put in the caption, guitar squeal. I wanted squeal. you to say leaning on a llama, but you didn't. Well, it's not we, didn't watch, we didn't watch llama sense. We watched <laughs> horse sense. Well, but speaking of true. horse sense, horse sense was a very down-to-earth movie all about the literal dirt Yes. And grit yes. that comes with living in the West. The real deal. The real life living. And we're taking to the skies with the movie we watched this time. Literally. The first uh, 2000, the year of the DCOM, yes. as we mentioned before. January 22nd, 2000. We're, yes, where we're going to get 12 whole DCOMs this year. And we're, oh of course, God. talking about, I don't know if it, if there, how many superhero movies there might be in the DCOM catalog, but at least the inaugural superhero DCOM up, up in a way. Yes. Not up, to be confused up with uh, Up in the Air, starring George Clooney and Anna Ken- Hannah Kendrick, which is, as far as I know, having not seen it about just having like sex in an airplane. I would. That's fine. But George Clooney, that's also relevant because he's in a movie called The Descendants, which is also the name of a DCOM franchise that we'll be getting down oh my to. Goodness. Quite far down the road, but yeah, that's, that's just later. A, an that's interesting aside. Getting, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know much about that one. But Up, Up in a Way. Uh, as I've already said, I thought this movie was pretty cool. We'll get into the plot details, and then yeah. afterwards, I think I have some more. This is one where I can really talk about the significance and oh. cultural relevancy of you, a decom. You, you kind of threw it down on me right right before we started yeah. this. Yeah. Hey, man! Not everything we do here is off the cuff. We do our homework on this bitch. Gotta. But again, we begin where all things begin. Internet Explorer. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the first shot of this movie is a very <laughs> low texture, low poly. You might as—I don't even know if gifs or gifs if you're a bad person existed at the time, but it's a, a spinning Earth, a spinning globe, and with a giant E 
for uh, eventually gets an E first. This the title oh, of the movie yeah. up up and away yes. pops up, and, and then, then <laughs> yes, an E pops up over it, which Jacob. Uh, it looked like the Internet, like a ripoff of the Internet Explorer ex- logo. Excuse me, it's Microsoft Edge. <laughs> now. Oh my goodness! It's still bad, but it's got a it's got an edgy name. Edge. But yes, what we, does the E stand for, Lucas? Uh, well, I don't can't remember if there's also <laughs> it, a P said, somewhere, but it's Earth Protectors. Yeah, it's right, right beneath it, it says Earth Protectors. I don't remember there being a P in my E, but there was definitely an E on. Yes, the E is the, the most important Earth. part. So e we see Earth. that superimposed onto the Earth. So yes. it is supposed to be a logo of a thing. So within the technology of the time, it's believable <laughs> that it looks as bad as it does. Yeah, and we get to see. Who will quickly find out uh, are are villains of the movie, and we're in their base. It's a young boy who will later learn his name is Malcolm, and he's with his sister Nina, who is typing away on a computer. And yeah. I don't exactly remember what they're saying, but the most significant part is that they're talking about how they're going to change the world. Like you had said, you know, like they're kind of the evil people of so our. So you can story, see but... how if somebody wants to change the world, it could be an idealistic thing where something good. Or it could be a supervillain thing where it could be bad. And we'll actually get some of both of yes. those with these two characters as That's the movie progresses. Yeah. It's, it started off as a, a wholehearted idea, but it quickly turns into so much more worse. Then we're introduced to our main character. He's kicking a soccer ball around in his room. Kicks it out into the hall and down goes Papa. So Scott's name is Scott Marshall. Which Marsh, is confusing yes. because he is he's called Scott by his family, but then later on somebody calls him Marshall, as you know, some people call you by your last name. And but when your name is two first names and you're trying to figure out what the name of this character is, it's a little confusing. I think it would have been cool had they also called him by his middle name. So like Scott, Andrew, Marshall. So his mother would call him Or they him call Andrew. him by his initials and they call him Sam. Oh man, four. <laughs> oh my uh dad's reactions after getting kicked by the ball was like oh man i could have gotten a concussion but then he comes in and is like yo four days son let me just say uh yes the family in this movie is african-american yes but if you've listened to any of our podcasts a lot of time we might just say like yo and stuff anyways we're not saying that in the context of this movie to try to sound stereotypical Uh. or anything but he comes in and is like, yo, son, it's your birthday coming up. You're turning 14. It's so, Four days. so exciting. We pumped. We, we know hyped. that Scott's excited about it because he goes and looks at a calendar in his room that has every day approaching his birthday. For the last 13 years and 361 yeah. As a days. child, he was born from the womb. He had a daily calendar. <laughs> it was with far side characters. So he just rip off a page yes. every single day. So his birthday based on the calendar is within like three or four days. Yeah. He goes on a breakfast where we meet his mom. He also has an older brother who I never, I caught his name, but then I forgot. A little sister named Molly. And everything, all anybody can talk about is Scott's birthday. And why is his birthday so special? Well, we'll find out Soon. in a little bit. During breakfast, Scott's friend and one of my favorite characters in the movie stops by Randy. He comes Rand- in with... That. Oh, something that starts to shock the family. They see it's an aluminum foil encased something, and they ask, they what is that? Shit. As dramatic music is playing, it's all yes. like, dun-dun-dun. Happy music is done. Dramatic music time. Yes. And Scott tries to, you know, cool the air, get rid of the tension, says, I think we need to go to school. So he mm. goes. Randy's like, what? It's a zucchini bread. So he leaves it on the table, and they're on their way to school, and they're talking about... 
I don't even remember her name because she's hardly in the movie. I just refer to her as Soccer Girl, who is apparently the love interest the of love Scott. The love interest, yes. Randy's like, oh, you love Soccer Girl. He's like, no, I don't. Stop. And then they come by Soccer Girl's house. And, and she, she calls him Marshall. Yeah, she's the one who calls him Marshall. So we got Scott, we got Marshall, and we got and she's like so many more names. Talking to him about soccer because they're on the soccer team together. And I yeah. I think this is where it's talked about, oh, who's going to be the team captain? It's between you two. But she says something along the lines of, hey, Scott, hope you don't choke or something. Because Scott brings up throughout the movie that he's the choke king. Yes. Which really should be his superhero name later oh on in my. the movie. She ends up kicking a soccer ball at them. It hits Randy, who's on a bike. He falls over. Scott says, you miss, And then Randy's on the ground. No, she didn't. It's all not very fun. It's not really that great. Uh, mm. But what is great is when we cut back to the Marshall household, where we yes. see Mama Marshall Mama carrying Marshall. out the zucchini bread with, with like, like uh, tongs, tongs, barbecue yeah. tongs, yep. keeping them as far away as she can well, as they're encased in aluminum foil. Well, Papa Marshall's digging a hole that's six feet deep. We're and not, it's like wide. It's a big hole. Not spoil anything. They're superheroes, so his power is not the ability to dig holes very quickly, quickly. but no. he's pretty good at it. He could be a you know a graveyard keeper, not was, even an excavator good, or anything. It was a good hole. It's almost like they've had to do this before. And he's in this hole with a garbage can. Oh, I think I forgot about that. Yeah, and she she he opens up the garbage can and she drops it in, and then they're like, "Wow, I really love zucchini bread." So it hmm. Is it the zucchini bread? No, it must be something else. We'll find out that as superheroes, they're yes. kryptonite, which they do mention because they're very easy. And they talk a lot about... They use a lot of intellectual properties that maybe Spider-Man, are not owned by the Disney company. Spider-Man, Superman, Green Lantern, Green Hornet, uh, Fantastic Four, yes. they're all mentioned. But uh, the kryptonite of the Marshall family of superheroes is aluminum foil. Spoiler. Or as the British say, aluminium. So then Alex Jones and uh, oh all my. the other conspiratorial people online who wear tinfoil hats, they're like they're super villains. They jumped on this. <laughs> yeah, in, all, in the year 2000. They're all over. Up, up, and away. So at school, there is a presentation from the teachers hyping up that they have the founder of Earth Protectors, Mr. Quinn. Mr. Quinn. Who is the character we saw at the beginning of the movie with yes. the sister typing on the computer. Yeah. Who has donated computers for the entire class to take home. You get the hook up. He's some, I guess Earth Protectors is some vague software engineering company. Yeah. That also has an eco-friendly message. But I don't really understand how like their mission statement, those two things cross over and connect. No, I don't. Everybody's psyched to get a computer. Randy is extremely psyched. Yes. I don't know if he's just psyched about the computer or to see Mr. Quinn, Malcolm Quinn, but he is fist pumping. He's Woo! Yeah, if you remember when we talked about Can of Worms, where like the class is all freaking it. out about uh I think that kid's name was Scott in that one too. Of <laughs> Scott with like his face on the pig, and everybody yes. thought it was the funniest thing. It's like that yes. level of excitement. So he's like at like he's overzone. like a kid that you would see in like the audience of a wrestling match. Yes. You'd be like, Yeah, John Cena. <laughs> his superpower is he should be a reaction YouTuber. He can just watch the trailer for every Star Wars movie and be like, yeah. Oh my god, Chewbacca and the Millennium Falcon, and he starts oh crying. My. Good stuff. He's got a big career ahead of him. He's gonna open up all the Kinder eggs and I believe what he gets. 
back to uh, Mr. Quinn. He yes. is trying to put out his most eco-friendly image because there's a girl who's crumpling up some paper and he's like, you gotta recycle I that. I hope you're gonna recycle that. Yes. And she's like, uh, thanks for peer pressuring thanks, me. Thanks, Mr. Quinn. Okay. As he's leaving the school, he goes out to a creepy... Sex offender van, if you will. Well, yeah, it's a paneled van, but it does have the EP logo yes. on it. Probably in a giant magnet. Just a giant slap-on magnet. But he opens it up, and inside is... Like five creepy-ass people. Yes. Like they, they pan each one very slowly, and each one looks more creepy than the next. And we'll learn that part of what's involved with these computers is brainwashing, but it's not clear if all of the people in this van are brainwashed because there's one of the cronies mm. who keeps coming up in the movie. The, he is clearly not he's, brainwashed. He's in on it. He's but in one on of the ad- adults, they're all adults in here, has like green yeah. eyes. And I'm like, oh, those look unnatural. But, but, but none but, of the other adults do. One of the things, though, they do mention is that their programs don't work on adults yet. That was one yes, of the things. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe like weird plot hole, as we'll see with something coming on later in the movie. Yeah. But he says, oh, I just hate kids. Why do we got to do our research on kids? As he pulls out a piece of gum and then throws the wrapper outside. Yep, so he hates kids and he's littering. He's a Who is he? Why he fronting in this? He's Mr. Quinn. Yes, Mr. Quinn, who then quickly we'll just call Malcolm from this point. Malcolm X. Because we only knew Mr. Quinn, and then we knew Malcolm, and then in my notes, I pretty much never go back. His tip, though, for the computers he was giving away, that the thing was those kids had to go home to do some homework, and they had to download specific um, just programs like every different night. Which I'd be psyched about. I mean, first you get a free computer, which is dope. And second, your homework is literally the computer, easiest in the world. Computer work. We get to see where Mr. Quinn goes after the school, which is to the bank, where he's trying to make a withdrawal, but the teller tells him he has, like, shit. He's got no money. Like a dollar. He has, like, a dollar twenty-seven in yes. his bank account. And he's like, you must be mistaken. Here, look at your computer again. And somehow the computer has the Earth Protector logo yeah, on it. He had, he had looked at the clock, you know, and I thought maybe, like, at, like, a certain moment, like, a whole bunch of money was just going to actually, like, appear in, like, his bank oh. account, but it was actually just, like... I guess okay, we have Nina this program. must have been hacking in or something. Yeah, we have like this program set to go off at like 45, and it was like 30 seconds so till. So, pops up. He's brainwashed. All the tellers around him are brainwashed. And, and they all just pull out all the money. Yeah, they they're just, just pulling out mad stacks of cash. Yes. They're handing it over, but at this point, Quinn is joined by his main crony, and his main crony sneezes, yep. which seems to snap the adults out of the brainwashing. yeah. Which is not a relevant thing about sneezing or anything. It's never brought up again. It could have been a fun little break in the hypnosis, but it just was in this one state. And the teller's like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) And then he calls for security. Yeah. Cut to, I think this was maybe intercut with some of this, but Mr. Quinn, not Mr. Quinn, Mr. Marshall. Yeah. We'll learn. Like, oh, his, I got We'll learn his other names soon. Oh. But he's driving the kids to soccer practice, both yes. Scott, Randy, and soccer girl. Yeah. And he gets a, a message on his pager. Yeah. About presumably what is happening at the bank, and bank robbery. They're trying to make an excuse because he needs to get out of there. Scott's like, "Oh, there's something wrong with the car," so they stop. Uh, Randy and soccer girl run off, and then. Uh, Scott talks to his dad. So we find out that Scott knows his dad is a superhero. Yes. I, at first, I, I don't know if it was just going to be a secret till he had turned, you know, the certain age. He strips his clothes off in front of his son. 
Uh, and then he puts on his suit, and he is Bronze Eagle. Bronze Eagle. And we get a lot of a lot of the main characters in the movie, but there's also some side characters with the costumes. And the costumes aren't the greatest, but this was working really, in you know TV budget in the 2000s. Really tight latex. Some Real. of them. And yeah. he is like, I gotta go off and help this person, and he. Jumps up into the air. Scott just admires him the whole way. He's like, wow, my dad is so cool. I mean, Bronze Eagle is a decent name, too. I kind of yeah. like Bronze Eagle. What was his G-Paw's name? Uh, Jumping ahead a little well, bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to most of the other characters' oh, yeah. major names. So he jumps up into the air and yells the title of the movie. Up, up, and away! Implying that whenever he is to fly, because he has the power of flight... That he needs to use the key word. Yeah, has to. So he gets to the bank, and soon we find that Mama Marshall, Mama's throwing out bodies, also known as Wonder, not Wonder Warrior Woman, not Wonder Woman. Uh, She's already there, and she's beating up these bank robbers. But they're not the individuals we see robbing the bank, which I was confused about. Yes, I'll, I'll get to that. So she throws them out. Of the window. And this is probably one of my favorite scenes of the movie. We get a little bit of action, but it's one of those scenes where it's like effortless action where they're so good. They're managing these villains or these bank robbers so well. And they're having a conversation. They're like punching them behind them. Yeah, just like they know where they are. They're talking about, what? I thought you are supposed to be taking the kids to soccer practice. Yeah, it's fine. I was in a meeting. Yes, and it's very, very much... Incredibles, like, of Mr. Incredible with the last girl. Yeah. But keep in mind, this came out in the year 2000. Incredibles came out in 2004. So this is, like, proto-Incredibles. Incredibles like, this is like ripped this, these guys off. Family of superheroes, like, this is the exact dynamics of something like that. It was, too. Uh, there's a fun bit where the bank robbers feel like they get away, they get into their van, and they're yes. about to drive away, but then they just crash into Bronze Eagle, which... Who he doesn't have super strength, but he does one of those things where he just puts out his hand and stops the the van. So maybe he he's he's strengthy. He's just not the mythos the of all these characters. The lore isn't maybe the most dialed down. No. We'll let it slide. We'll allow it. So they hand them off to the police, and we see in the crowd of people that are gathered because whenever there's an accident or a bank robbery or something happening in a superhero movie. There's always a crowd of onlookers. Yeah. And amongst these onlookers, we see Malcolm Quinn and his crony. Yeah. Who, it is then implied in this situation that they were able to hypnotize the bank robbers. That's what I was... To I, take I the fall for them when they're planning to go through. As I, I wonder how they how they managed that. Had They, they were already out of their trance. But again, we find out in a follow-up scene of this that the reason why the bank teller didn't really work correctly with the hypnotism is is it doesn't work on adults. Yeah, it's meant for But all of these bank robbers were adults as well. It's very confusing. So, there's yeah, there's some plot holes. I like enough of this movie and what it goes for that I can overlook some of these shortcomings. We'll allow it. Uh, So, Dad is able to get back to the soccer game after cleaning stuff up with Warrior woman yeah keep on saying like warrior mom or something and at the game brother who i can't remember we i never i don't get his like name either adam but adam okay oh yeah i do have that written down here adam the brother shows up who has super speed 
because yep. he just zooms up really quick and yep. also has electrical powers because he shows those off just on the bleachers at the side of the field in front of all of yeah, these he parents. Didn't, he didn't give two shits. He was just twirling his fingers. And Bronze you. Eagle was not too pleased with that. And he was like, hey, quit that. But they're talking about Scott's upcoming birthday because it's the talk of the fucking town. Yeah. Everybody's all about this birthday. And it's relevant because like some other DCOM greats... Something special happens on a... Yes, an arbitrary birthday. birthday. Usually it's been 13. Halloween Town in 13th 13th year. It was 13. But here it is 14, where if somebody is from a superhero family, that means... By the age of 14, they need to have shown superpowers. Once they hit 14, if they haven't shown any signs, that's it. No moss. Which brings up kind of a weird thing that superpowers are passed down genetically... So there's kind of this... Scott's the bastard son. That's not what I'm going for. He's adopted. But there's this kind of established greater like race of humans then that superpowers are familiarly passed down. So there's this... They're all going like to be related at It some seems point. like there's a situation where it could go bad that superpowers could die out if like a whole family died or... They're breeding amongst each yes. other. Well, that's the thing is... They, so they would have to, unless... Bronze Eagle and Warrior Woman are both superheroes. Yeah. But then, yeah, what if somebody marries a non-hero? How does that affect their children's rate of becoming superheroes? Why isn't Scott super? Exactly. Is it a, a recessive gene type thing instead of a dominant gene? It's It's interesting. It's... Not addressed in the movie, but it's one of those things where this movie leaves you with wondering some things, asking some greater questions that other DCOMs don't. So I found it just possibly fucked up or problematic thing that could come with having only certain families having superpowers. Fair. So at the the Marshall house, we get to see a showcase of some of the other kids' powers. Adam is able to set the dishes yep, or set the table speed. really quick. See, but did he really do it quick? He can travel. We, we, went, we talked about this. He can travel around the world in one second, but it took him five to set the table. I, I feel like he should have just, the table just boom, set. You yes. see one little flash, it's set. I don't even think Superman or the Flash can go around the world in a second. So Adam is, he's top So that implies tier. like extreme speed. So he's kind of like the Sonic. No, Sonic's not even that fast. He's like the supersonic. Supersonic. Super Saiyan Sonic. Supersonic. If That's we go a into thing. my uh, my side, That's yes. That's a real thing? Yes, supersonic is a real thing. It's what happens when he collects the Chaos Emeralds. Oh and it is highly likely that it is actually inspired by Super Saiyan in Dragon Ball Z. But that's our that's a whole new pod Sonic Corner for oh you. Oh my god. Uh, back to up up and away. <laughs> There's just some offhanded line that I thought was really funny because Adam's talking to his dad about what happened at the bank. Yeah. And Bronze Eagle says, I hope we're not dealing with some kind of criminal mastermind. True. <laughs> Which I just found funny that they didn't want to say like a villain or a super villain, just a criminal mastermind. Because those, we get criminals and we get masterminds. But when we get a criminal mastermind from time that's to time, whole, that's, a... that's when we know shit's bad. Yeah. So Eagle Dad goes up to talk to Scott in his room because Scott is kind of freaking out, getting stressed about whether he's going to get his powers or not. Eagle Dad, despite what he talked to Adam at the soccer game about, which is that he thinks that Scott is probably not going to get superpowers because it's running very close to his birthday and he's got nothing. 
he tells him, oh, you know, some people didn't get it until like the day of their birthday or like a day before. Like, you got time. It's no big deal. Plenty of time. Plenty but, of time. But then goes back down as Scott is like, I'm going to be the best hero ever. I love my dad. I'm going to be just like my dad. And then he goes in immediately. Dad, that is, goes and talks to mom. Who's like, you didn't tell Scott about, he's probably not going to get powers. And then we see Scott in the other room. Kind of like Marnie in Halloween Town, how they're talking about her powers. Remember? Yeah, but in the context that he won't have powers. Well, that was kind of the same thing, though, if if they didn't allow her to have powers. If she didn't get to Halloween Yeah. So So it's kind of a funny thing where you get like those scenes right next to each other where there's not a drawn out period of Scott. Thinking, oh, I will get powers, and then, oh no, I won't. It's literally right next to he's, each he's other. He's at the ultimate high, and then he's at the ultimate low in the matter of minutes. And then Grandma and Grandpa come over. Grandpa, we learn. Grandpa's cool. We don't really see much of Grandma at all. No, honestly, because Grandma she is, morphs. Yes, we are told she morphs, and which that's it. Is we don't we don't see her more. Extremely intriguing. Yeah, that like she has that one. power, but it's also probably the highest budget power yeah. if they had to put that into the movie. She's like a ditto, a human ditto. She's an anamorph. Okay, she's uh. a beast girl. I don't think we learned her superhero name either. Maybe she does. Maybe she wasn't a hero. I I remember seeing her. Yeah, when they walked in the kitchen, they're like, "Oh, Grandpa, Grandma's here," and that's like it. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe at the party. No, I don't think she's in a costume either. Weird. Uh. Yeah. They had her, they had her cast. Her progressive for one warrior scene. woman is a, she's a hero, but grandma, you know, back in that, back in her time, there wasn't women heroes yet, I guess. We also, earlier, we see that Molly, Scott's little sister, she has powers. She's got already. all, like, like I said, that's the jack jack of this family. She can melt things with her mind. She can x ray vision, vision. She has x ray vision and laser eyes. Uh, I don't know she's, she's not quite the jack jack because jack jack has seemingly every power. Yeah. I don't know if they ever really nail down what his exact skill set is anything and everything so yeah scott's the odd one out grandpa who's probably without a doubt my favorite character he's cool randy is a bit of a gimmick character but uh grandpa's really cool we learn he's very again not trying to be stereotypical but he's a very sassy old black man yes steel condor yeah steel condor is his name which is not as good as bronze eagle but it's still okay uh he's going on about because He's bringing in some groceries and his dad, uh, Bronze Eagle, who is Steel Condor's son, yeah. is saying, oh, do you want me to take that, dad? And he's like, no, whippersnapper, I got this. I got super strength. You th- I could lift up this damn counter. A little Sad. bit of a funny thing. Grandpa continues to go off at dinner talking about Superman, like by name, talking about Clark. Man King. of Steel. Yeah, he goes by the Man of Steel. What's that leave me? Is a steel condor? I'm just a motherfucking bird. Steel bird. And this is where Grandma talks about like Spider Man and Mary Jane. Yeah, they came were over for them. like lunch yesterday. Or so something. at this point, obviously Disney owns Marvel now. I think I don't know when the purchase happened. It might have. They didn't care. Didn't affect in 2000. It didn't matter. But they didn't own DC, so they're just name dropping him. But it also. The way superheroes work in this, everybody knows everybody's, like, secret identities. They know, like, their family. So, for them to know who Spider-Man is and for Spider-Man to have let them know, like, who Mary Jane is just seems kind of They're They're really good friends. That's really all I can say. Before dinner, Scott had set up a gimmick door. That's maybe a wrestling term, but he had set up a door that he unscrewed it so that he was able to fake to have super strength in... A ridiculous way where the effect... They must have had the door on strings of some kind. 
and he's like, hey, Grandpa. He pulls the door open, and then it flies away from him, and then, like, up in the air yeah. to, like, avoid hitting him. But it looked extremely fake. I, I loved it. I loved the... We watched it twice. Yeah, we, we went so back goofy. to watch it. It is very funny. It was, it was good. So, again, at the topic of conversation at dinner is Scott's powers. So yeah. that really hits home. Uh, a theme that happens in a lot of Disney Channel movies, or at least ones we've seen so far, of familial expectations. Yeah. Scott feels pressure that all of his family has powers. Three of his family members, and I, I guess more of his extended family members, are superheroes. Friends of the family are superheroes. He really wants to be a hero. He wants to live up to his family expectations. So bad. We find out that this party is going to be a big party where other heroes come to it. So he doesn't want to embarrass his parents by not having powers. So it's not foreign ground for a Disney Channel movie to delve into this. No. We got that in Johnny Tsunami. But having it be in the context of superheroes is a lot more fun than my dad doesn't want me to surf, okay. but I want to surf. That's just my opinion here. Come on. Also... Uh, Steel Condor is much cooler than Grandpa Johnny Tsunami. I'm just putting that out here. I'm just putting that out (laughs) here. So after faking everybody out with his super strength, that's why they were all like super talking about his powers. He's like, oh, it's so cool. What's your name going to be at dinner? He then, it was a weird thing where his sister said that he was practicing flying earlier, but it seemed to imply that she was seeing him practicing and then he wasn't flying but then everybody interprets it as he was flying and he says, I did fly. And Molly, his sister, doesn't say that he didn't fly. So he's like, okay, I'll show you guys. But everybody yeah. stays at the dinner table and he fakes them out in possibly the dumbest way ever. Throws a soccer ball up into the trees. Yes, he hits a branch so it rustles. So then his mom's like, oh, he's stuck he in the, the tree. He hit the tree. So then they all get up to Rush leave out, yeah. to go look at him look for him and he's hiding around and they the can't find him and then he his dad's like oh i can't see him maybe i'll i'll go fly up because there's like planes flying and he's like up up and up and scott's like oh yeah They're like watch out oh and then he drops he down he's not sweaty or anything he's just like totally normal he's yeah. like wow that was so cool and everybody's like wow that's so awesome you can fly and we're really stupid and the, the the sister's like i don't believe you as she is right to but again, it's all about not wanting to let down his dad. So the next morning, Scott is working on his homework, which is on the computer. The EP, or Earth Protectors logo, pops up. He starts to get hypnotized. He's really just zoning out in front of the computer. Yes. And then, like a good early 2000s parent, dad's like, I don't know about this technology, these computers in my house. No, he's more, hmm... This computer seemed to have been brainwashing him or hypnotizing him. He knew. So down at breakfast, Adam, who his name is Silver Streak or Silver Speedster, something like that. I didn't quite get it. And it's not important because he has the worst the costume. Silver Surfer. No, not the Silver Surfer. <laughs> he is the worst costume of anybody. But uh, he's talking about, oh, on the news, it said that the bank robbers... From yesterday, escaped, their cells just opened. And the, the dad's like, let me guess, computer malfunction or something. How did you know? And it's because Bronze Eagle is the Batman of this world. He's the yes. world's greatest detective who yes. can also fly. So he has more superpowers than Batman. He's got it all. And he's got a family and Money, not fast dead parents. Cars, so diamond rings, gold chains. Batman would hate him. <laughs> Jealousy. So him and, I'll just call him Speedy, they go yep. to the bank 
And it's implied that Speedy has the power of electricity again. And that he can maybe use it to analyze electronics. Yeah. So he starts to shock the computer He's at the bank. He's got both fingers, you know, kind of like you'd touch one of those electric balls and that you can follow it. standing up. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, and it's doing that, and then it just starts smoking. Yeah, like the computer basically, yeah, just Breaks. explodes. It's yeah. just short of starting on fire, and he's like, Wah. I guess it didn't he work. He did. He shrugged and he's like, oh, oh well. I wanted to, I need to, I need the receipts to see if this <laughs> ever worked because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, we also find out a, a fun little bit with his powers later on. Something else he can do with electricity. And it just seems that there's some moral questions and ethical issues with his powers. Which one? Oh, we'll, we'll get to it that? at the end. Okay. So at school, all the kids in Scott's class are wearing blue. Wearing blue. So, hmm, wonder why. This is weird. But one kid is not. And we find out he probably for- why he isn't. Because he's the one kid who didn't do his homework. Forgot to do his homework. And he's homework. wearing a red shirt. And everybody laughed at him. Because earth protectors Different. are brainwashing people to become bullies. <laughs> and to uh, ostracize members of their class. But who notices that they're all wearing blue? Do you remember? The teacher? The brother oh yeah scott they were out at, at yeah. lunch or something and he's like yo do you guys you got a pep rally you plan all this and scott's like what what you mean like you guys are all wearing blue what's up with that and he's like i don't know coincidence during this conversation somebody randomly throws a ball of aluminum of foil. aluminum yeah they were playing catch with it and they're like scott catch and then they throw the aluminum and the brother grabs it and he's like oh yeah he's like, you can't touch it because you have powers even though he doesn't no so he could have touched it and then his brother would have called him on not not you know and this is where in case we weren't smart enough up to this point to figure out what the weakness of the family was right it now. was really hit home that Aluminum foil affects the, the molecular structure. structure of the family. It's, yeah. you know, they're kryptonite, if you will. Yes. And we see another person who is noticing the blue shirts amongst the kids, which is Malcolm. Yeah, he's and, like, it's working. Yeah, baby. And Nina. And we see that Malcolm is doing some more nefarious things where he gives the kids a craving for chocolate and makes them yeah. all eat chocolate at once. And his crony's like, hey, hey, bro, yo, boss, yo, what you gonna do with this? He's like, hey, you'll see. I don't understand why the chalk thing. They already he's just, the, he's just showing shirts. that he has extra power over I, Yeah, I mean, he, I think, sh- he should have been selling the chocolates. Anyway. Well, that kind of gets to his end yeah, goals. Yeah. But so Nina, I think, was the one who put in the blue that they wanted to wear blue because she gets excited because she's like, oh, it's working. I can influence all these young minds. Yeah. So really the tofu. goal of Earth Protectors is it is about protecting the earth. Nina is an eco hippie, yeah. but she wants to protect the earth by controlling all the minds of young kids to not litter and like pick up trash. So not like terrible things. She did talk about not eating meat, which is a little, you know, that's... Yes, I'm it's not one of those things yeah. where the do the ends justify the means. And yes. for most supervillains... I'm all for no. picking up litter. So she's not as bad as Malcolm, but at the same time, she's doing some kind of fucked up shit. By controlling kids' minds. Yeah, yeah, but she she has a better end game. So we see, goal. yeah, the, the the divide that is happening between brother and sister, where they seem to have different end goals. So Scott is with his family, and he's got his soccer uniform on, so he must be going to practice soon. But he's practicing posing like a superhero, and then I guess what you would do with when you're about to take off for flight. The whole family yeah. there is there, yeah. grandma and grandpa and everybody. Yes. And they're like, yeah, go flying right now. And he's like, oh, no, no, that, no, no, come on. 
And his dad's like, well, I'll take you flying. So he goes up, up, and away. He flies up there. They're just wearing their normal clothes. And it's actually not the worst. I was really prepared for terrible flying effects. And besides the fact that they're going about five feet a second, it's not... Actually, that might be kind of fast. Five feet a minute. <laughs> five feet a second's not that bad. Well, moving on. Yes, but uh, it, it doesn't look as bad as... When Marnie's flying with Grandma in Halloween Town no. or anything. But Dad it's... is trying to test his flying capabilities because he already thinks he's able to fly. He drops him. Yes. And and he falls. And he's like, Dad, I'm yeah, falling. He, I can't fly. He, he nearly plummets to his death. And Bronze Eagle is basically just like, oops. Goes and gets him. Drops him home. Let's drop the, the suspicion to Mom that he's... Like he, he doesn't even know how did to Did he fly. drop him at home or did, didn't they go right to the, the soccer game? I it think he brought him right matter. to the soccer game. Yeah, they do go to the yeah, soccer yeah, yeah. game. I say it doesn't matter, but in a way, the soccer stuff it is does. maybe the it's most the important most part important. of the movie. Yes. Finally, the, the day of the 14th birthday party, or as it's, Adam it's says here. at one point, the big 1-4 yep. happens. And every superhero seemingly... Probably not just in town, because if that was just what this town had for superheroes... That's a lot. It was a lot. They would have no problem. It was essentially the Justice League and, like, the Sub-Justice League assembled at one place. Yeah. Which seems like a major security risk, that if there were real supervillains, and they found out that there's just this normal house... They just house, take them all out. It's not like Batman's house where it has security measures no. or anything. It's just a normal house, and all these heroes are gathered together. They yeah, all know each other. Kill them all. And they all know each other's secret identities, too. That is true. But we get some different powers. We get a, an Elastigirl, Mr. Fantastic equivalent of a guy with a really long, stretchy arm. That was, that was, I like we that one. We get some invisible people. We get, yep. I think, Jacob's favorite, which was a guy with big ears. Yeah, I don't know what his power was. Just really good he's hearing. Just, you know, he's a he Barack Obama. He got them wow. big <laughs> Oh, my. Nothing but respect for Mr. Obama. Nothing but respect. So, yeah, a lot of ridiculous costumes. Yes. But somebody else who has a costume is Scott. He has a costume that around, I think, his cape around his neck is emblazoned with W-E. And he's got a a face mask, something that you would see, like, in Batman and Robin. Robin has. And some of the other heroes have those. Uh, And they announce, hey, this is my son, Scott. So use it as real names. But could you call him Warrior Eagle? I'll I'll play on his mother and father's Because he both has super strength and flight. At least that's what his parents think. So they're all like, hey, everybody pay attention over here. Scott's going to take a superhero oath. And his mom recites it. And he's like, oh, dad, I want to tell you something. But his dad's like, son, you're supposed to say I do. Yeah, he's, son, dad's getting pissed. and he's he, he, he doesn't want to embarrass him in no, front of his friends. He peer pressures his son and is saying, yes, I am honest and I have the power. Yes. Yeah, he says, I, I have, have the, power. the power. Cut to the music. Uh, yeah, he says I do. And everybody's like, yeah, hey. Then we get to see at some undisclosed location at a warehouse malcolm is with nina and his other crony and he's telling nina that she needs to put a tracker on bronze eagle that he'll be here soon you gotta put a tracker on him and he's gonna be there soon because they're gonna set the bitch on fire malcolm and crony go out to their earth protectors sex offender van sex offender van if they had, like, satellite technology back then they'd just be like oh we know who blew up this warehouse because they blow it up with Nina inside of it. 
It was a controlled demolition or fire, so yeah. it's just a fire. Cut yes. back to the party where all one of my other the superheroes. Yeah, they all are, get their pagers buzzing. Yeah. Yes, which we already know that who's who's informing them of this stuff happening. That's a good question. There's a lot of questions. So, quick aside here, we already know that superpowers are passed down through family members. Okay. But that's what their job... Well, actually, no, it's not necessarily what their job is. Who's paying is, them? But it's implied that it's their job, but at the same time, the mom oh, says she was at yeah. a meeting with the board yeah. of trustees or something. So it's, but Scott also later on says, it's my family's business. So they seemingly are making money somehow. From the government, probably. That's the thing. Is That's an interesting thing if people are familiar with anime or manga of One Punch Man or My Hero Academia, which are both very big right now. That's like the Japanese take on Western superheroes. But in Japan, like the government is very bureaucratic and there's lots of hierarchies and red tape and stuff. So their version of superheroes is they're all like governed by the government and you have to get like a hero license and you have to like pass tests and stuff. So that's kind of what I'm feeling that some of this is like where it is controlled by the government. They're like licensed and that's how they get paid. But again, questions that we want to know answers for, but we just don't have. Just don't have. Before they decide, Bronze Eagle's reaction to this, which is one of my favorite lines again in the, the movie, which is, oh, there's a woman trapped in this burning <laughs> building, which is somehow the, they know that in the pagers. I don't know. Yes. Whoever's and, and calling them has x-ray vision The way or he said it was... He it was just pretty of, close to my uh, delivery. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's very matter-of-factly. Trapped in a burning building. So yes. he's like, okay, I guess I'll leave the party to go yeah. save her. We were just about to cut and the some cake. random nude, Green Lantern or whatever. I, I don't know who it was. I he's think it like, was the fanta- Mr. Fantastic stretchy arm guy. Okay. And he's like, why don't you have Scott do it? Or he probably said his name. Which seems crazy. American Eagle. He that he just a- got its powers. It's also his fucking birthday. Like, go save that I woman. Mean, the best gift is, you know, just go rescue somebody. Super and, strength, super flight. I, I, his mom's down. like, eh, I don't know. And his grandpa's like, oh, hell no. Yeah, but Bronze Eagle's like... And then everybody just starts chanting. Scott, Scott. All the superheroes super peer pressure him yes. into doing a good deed, but a deed that even if he was new to his powers, he should not have been up to the task of necessarily doing perfectly. So once again, Scott goes out into the uh, yard <laughs> and he throws uh, the soccer ball, hitting the tree yet again. <laughs> But the soccer ball lands next to Grandpa. <laughs> it in lands the in the pool. There's a pool there. Yeah, the, the Grandpa's sitting right there. He's like, oh, shit. You know, it's, the ball's It's amazing the that it tricked the family like on their own, but there's this house. It's basically the end of Johnny Tsunami where there's a party and everybody's invited. Everybody's fool. Everybody's there. It's so matter-of-fact like he just runs out, chucks the soccer ball. <laughs> And it, like, runs off screen. And they're like, oh, I guess he hit the tree again. (laughs) So they all run out to watch it, and they're like, oh, what is that? Oh, it's a helicopter. Oh, there he is. No, that's an eagle. Oh, there he is. No, that's a UFO. Yeah, so it's a good little comedy bit. And while this is happening, Scott's getting on his bike, bike. puts his helmet on, like a good Disney Channel character, and rides off. But, yeah, damn, that's soccer ball. That's some next-level parental trickery it's, it's, right there it's a funny why did ferris bueller do that <laughs> the soccer ball trick i uh, know ferris is home i just heard him hit a tree he's, he's perfectly fine okay so at the site uh scott is approaching there and just like the bank robbery there's a huge crowd of people he's pushing through yes. there's some firemen and yes. he's juking them out 
going side yeah. to side, gets around the He's fireman. using his sick soccer skills. Yeah, that's his real superpower. I love it. Faking out authority figures. Okay. Uh, but this is, the camera crews in this town are quick to get there. They're already filming the explosion, the fire. They're filming this little kid in a cape running Dope. around firemen. Back home at the party, they're watching it on TV. Oh, there's there's Scott. But Ron Zico says, why is he on the ground? Why is he on the ground? I guess Ron Zico, if he was the saber, he just would have flown and like punched a hole through the roof Probably. of the warehouse. That'd be more Probably. dramatic. So Scott gets inside past the fireman. He finds Nina and says, oh, I can save you if we just find a fire hose. And they do. They find a fire hose, which, again, it's like, wait, what is he going to do with this? He thinks he's going to have water. No, he uses it as a rope. The rope. So, they, yeah, they hose use was this needed. hose, but it only reaches maybe halfway down to the ground. Yeah. So, Nina's like, ah, you sure this, uh, you can't, like, use a power or it something? Was, it was really, it was. She says, why, why can't we just fly? And then Scott yes. says, a funny joke. Oh, you can fly? Great. Let's do that. She's well, like, I don't think it was a joke. Well, it was a joke for the movie, but, like, he thought. Yes, no. Yes. Thank he you for explaining like, I, well, comedy I, I, in yeah. the context of this yeah. film. But, so they're climbing down and Scott cute. saves her. Just kidding. He does not save her. No. They're about to fall to their deaths. Because the hose thing is ripping out of the wall because Scott is... So they're about to fall to either death or grave injury. And then yeah. Bronze Eagle swoops in. No, Oh yeah, it was, it was. And during this whole commotion, something that I really appreciated is we talked about how Scott had one of those... Batman and Robin, Robin type masks, yes. and the mask falls off. Yeah, which is my feeling whenever I see one of those is how does that stay on their face? True. Also, it doesn't really obscure their face that much. Not really. Uh, so Bronze Eagle saves them, drops them off. Nina's safe, picks up Scott's mask. Yeah. And as the camera pans down to her picking up the mask from the ground, we get a real Colin shouting out to the vines. We were saying. What are those? Her because shoes are huge. I don't know if they're... I think they're sometimes called step-ups where they are heavier shoes and it's used to, like, tone your, like, butt and, like, calves or whatever. They showed her butt plenty, though. Oh. I'm telling you, audience, but nothing they, to really they write do, home about. They do show her butt. Yeah, that was part of her contract. Is like, I've really been working butt on shot. my my bottom, so could yes. you get, get my caboose get in, there. in the, the, caboose. the film? I like I'm trying to put this in my, my reel oh, my. and get my, get my work out there a bit more. But <laughs> yes. these are shoes that are probably... They have soles that are at least two inches thick. Yeah. It's either she wanted to raise her height or she wanted that, you know, that... Bubble butt, bubble bubble. That's bubble, not bubble, how butt. that works. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Know. I mean, when you when you want to know the best techniques to really hone your booty, Ask Jacob Lucas. and Lucas of a whole new pod we are the know. people to talk to. Tips and tricks. Yes. I'll write them down. Lucas, booty aficionados. You, you didn't know that Lucas is actually spelled with two C's. Oh. I'll let I'll let that sink in. That's like a thick joke. Okay. I'll, I'll leave it to Jacob to always, you know, he's the, the commentary track, the annotations at the bottom That's that spell cool. out why something is funny. I, I jumped on that one quick. I, yeah. I know you. Well, I know you're We've got the tape to show how long it took. Yes. So Nina picks up this mask. Uh, Bronze Eagle, mad at Scott, tells him to run home. Yes. So Scott apologizes to his parents. He explains that he did it because... The expectations he felt on him. And his parents are very nice and they say, of course, we don't care if you're a hero or not. We just care about your safety. You you know, be what you want to be. You don't need to be a hero. Also, you don't need superpowers to be a hero, which is a different theme in the movie. All good stuff here. 
Then we get a little mention of, do we need to worry about his mask that fell? Should we send Adam out? Ooh, there's a throwaway line that'll come into play more later. Should we throw, or should Adam go there and like clean up some mines? And they're like, nah, no, we don't need to worry about it. Be right. But they do because we see Malcolm sinisterly yes. holding the mask. What's he going to do with that? Facial. Something very stupid. <laughs> facial recognition. So the next day in the carpool of uh, Soccer Girl, Soccer Girl's mom, also known as Soccer Mom. Marshall. She definitely is a soccer mom. Not Marshall. Uh, Scott and Randy. Randy. Who is Marshall. Soccer Girl, Randy, Soccer Mom were all making fun of the kid they saw on the news yes. who failed at rescuing the girl from the fire. Like his cape. Who wears a cape? Yeah, they're like, who wears a cape? And it's, I mean, do you think other superheroes aren't cool that wear capes? Is it only that it's because he's a kid? With a cape that it's stupid. Yeah, I didn't... But, uh, yeah, Scott goes off and is like, Shut the fuck up, Randy! He was pissed. And they're all like, what? And really, I don't know if they could tell from the footage, but if they'd seen that the little boy was black, they very... People don't... aren't Not everybody's criminal that, mastermind. That's what his... Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's what his parents would say. Like, oh, they were too far away. They didn't get a good look at a good look at his face or a good look at him. Yeah, but a lot of people in this town are stupid. Yeah. So then we get to see back home... Scott's just tearing up all of his superhero memorabilia. Yeah. And Wise Grandpa stops by to drop some knowledge that you don't need a cape. It's not the cape that makes you a hero. So take that, Johnny Tsunami, with your steel condor could beat the shit. My grandpa could beat up your grandpa. Oh my. Celebrity death match. So uh, then we just get to see the kids doing their homework the, on the computer, specifically Randy, who is like, Really, simultaneously, yeah, like, zoned out and, like, wowed, and I just had to make, like, the joke that, like, he's, like, watching porn or something. On the he might have been. We don't know. In lieu of Sam being here, I will make a joke about young children watching pornography. Wow. But it makes more sense in this than in Smart House. But again, it's, they're being brainwashed, there's something going on, and we see what the, the product of the brainwashing was, because all of the kids, Scott included... And Randy and Soccer Girl and presumably other kids in the school are taking money out of billfolds and purses and piggy banks and not piggy. Probably it would have been great if they like Scott took Smashing Molly's his little piggy, piggy bank and yeah, smashed. That, that would have been good. But Scott's mom, I think it's her. His mom he takes some money from. Is she's packing? She, she has a real job and a hero. She had at least a hundred and then multiple other kinds of bills. Yeah, in there. big bills. So he's taking them out of all both of his parents, and and they're they're about to get ready to go to school or whatever. And they're like, "Oh, honey, did you borrow money out of mine?" Like, no, I thought you borrowed money out of mine. No, and, and then, I think it's even implied that Adam's Adam some was money missing too. money too. He's like, "I got to pay the paper boy, yo!" Like. <laughs> Or, or he maybe was the paper boy. I don't know which. No, one of the Adam's two. Adam's not the paper boy. <laughs> so, so one of the two, yeah. So he had to pay the paper boy, but he didn't have any money to pay the paper boy. So all the money's gone. So they're asking, like, what's up? And then Molly's like, well, let me use my vision of, of yeah. see Molly, the little, little sister who has she had laser vision or laser eyes. Yeah. And she very. Let yeah, me see in the backpack. She, she spells it out so clearly. With my x-ray vision, I can see that you have money in there. Yes. And I wonder if it was something... Well, at first they had established that she had x-ray vision. But it's also something where it's like, maybe they weren't sure if they were going to put the effect in. Oh. So she just had to be very clear. I am using x-ray vision and I see the money in your back. That's possible. But yeah, it just seems so weird the way she stated it. So he has the money... And it's like, I don't know how it got in there. So, yeah. And they're like, you know, don't when, lie to us. You've lied to us enough. You, you're on thin ice. You're, you're 
You've fallen through the ice. So they went from being good understanding decom parents to ones that don't believe their kid again. But in this case, they're not supposed to because his, he was hypnotized to not remember he took the money. Yes, so correct. I'd say Warrior Woman and Bronze Eagle, still okay in my book. Yeah. So at school, Randy and some other kids have Randy. handed off their money to Malcolm's crony who is there at a... A table set up for environmental protectors. And, and one of the teachers comes up and like, wow, you guys do it so easy. How, teach me how to do it. Yeah. She says, teach me how to Dougie. get people teach to donate to, to charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Malcolm and Nina are, I guess, at their base using the mask to check the records of all the kids at the school. Yes. To see whose face rec- or matches up with the mask. But all the pictures that are being used are way smaller than the mask, where the mask looks gigantic on it. But then they switch to a picture of Scott. But then they do some weird 3D recognition thing, and it's like, oh, it's a match. And it's very stupid, and I did not like that. Scott gets called to the principal's office immediately. Yes. And then gets put in front of a computer that hypnotizes him with environmental protector stuff. And then Malcolm pops up. I thought you were just back at your base that you guys just did this. And then all of a sudden you're here. He pops up and starts, you know, doing hypnotic suggestion where he asks Scott to start listing off his parents' powers, identities. Weaknesses. Yes, because, oh, he has this mask. So he at least is either related or knows who Bronze Eagle is. Yes. In class, everybody's getting a special EPCD. Hey, check out my EP. Hey, check out my EP. Don't say you'll listen to it because then they'll ask you to pay $20 for it. True. So Scott gets a specific CD, though. Everybody else gets the same CD. It's a red one. A red E. I was specifically told to give this one to you. To watch with your parents. Yes. She tells that to all the students. But uh, he sees Nina outside by the van parked outside of the school yes. and he starts to rush out because he recognizes her from the fire and he's starting to put pieces together that there's some sketchy stuff happening but as he runs out he bumps into soccer girl and as they bump into each other they both drop their cds and it's one of those switcheroos where scott gets her cd the green the red he i think he doesn't even go after nina he just goes right home and tells them that he you guys got to watch this like he's, he's like, like this i think is... there's something going on with ep and if you don't they're like we don't believe you we've been believing you too much and you're a fucking liar and he's like well here watch this cd you're already yeah. supposed to do it with me but it's just a cd about composting and like earthworms yeah regular that, ep uh, stuff i guess but nina or nina no not nina i don't even remember her name I, soccer mom Soccer girl's mom. Soccer, soccer girl's mom. mom. Yes, watches the watches the CD ROM, and we find out about her fate the next day. What she was told to do. Yes, she goes to the bank and sticks it up, being very nonchalant and kind of goofy. Where he says, "Hey, everybody, can you listen to me? This is a stick up." And she has her hand inside of her purse. We so don't know if she like has a gun, gun or not. Probably yeah. pretending just to have a gun. Yeah. And then we see at the EP headquarters, the evil lair, so to speak, that 
It sounds like she, like, crashes into it, but she just, like, I don't know, slams on her brakes in the parking spot and comes in and is like, hey, soccer mom here. I got yes. your money. Yes. And that tips off Malcolm and Nina that something's wrong because Something got switched. the super yes. family was supposed to apparently rob the bank. The f- yes. Which I think might. would have been more fun. I mean, yeah. E- either way. I mean, either way, he got the money. So, I mean... He got that Skrilla. Yeah. But I wanted to see like Bronze Eagle punch the teller in the face. Oh my. This wasn't what he wanted because I think he both wanted the money and and the heroes to be there. So somehow he pages the heroes. He must have. He has access to the the universal call system, the bat signal that goes to everybody's pagers. It didn't sound like he was even paging for like a... Uh, an accident or anything he just paged him like he's like oh yeah uh earth protectors needs us here yeah it's very yeah nondescript but they, so took, they all show up because that's the a bait. smart idea so yeah uh mom warrior woman bronze eagle and adam speedy silver adam yes. show up while this is happening scott's at school where he hears from randy that soccer mom robbed a bank scott really puts two and two together because the teacher's like this isn't the cd you were supposed to so he's like, oh, shit, soccer mom watched this. So who does he call? Not the police. Or the Ghostbusters. True. Grandpa. Grandpa. And Grandpa's Grandpa like, oh, shit, I bet you're right. That definitely sounds like some super villain shit. They should have had, like, Cheech Marin play Grandpa. I, I think know. I think Steel Condor was well cast was, in this movie. That's how, that's how I, that was the vibe I was getting the whole time. So Grandpa exits his house with Grandma, who will, yes. again never see her powers because it's too expensive. Yeah, and she's like, "What are you doing? You too old for this?" And you're like, "Bitch, I can still do it. I can still get I'm it up." Put away, implying that he can fly. And as Penis he was doing this, he's like taking off his belt. I, for a split second, I'm like, "Is he gonna like hit her with the belt?" <laughs> like, woman, don't talk back to me. <laughs> But no, he just like rips off his like clothes. It's very like awkward and he's struggling. So it's supposed to be funny. And then he has his suit underneath. Hop up and away and he can't get off the ground. Yeah. He can't get it up. But get it kind of looked like he did because the way his costume was hanging on him. You I can see his penis. I might have seen a bit of a boner. A little tip. A this little... is a, like a Cialis commercial. Him oh, my and Grandma God. were sitting in uh, pairs of Yikes. bathtubs next to each other. Yeesh. That's the real superpower oh, of Steel Lord. Condor. His condor is steely still. Oh, steely dad. <laughs> uh, okay. So he flies Oof. away, but we get a, we cut back to him once or twice, and he's yes. going very slowly, and he's like, well, maybe I should have taken the bus and or something. Cru- yeah, like he was going like five feet. We talked about five feet a second earlier. He's literally going five feet a second. Back at the evil lair, the, the heroes... Called there by the page or further lured in by Scott's mask hanging in the warehouse type place. You're like, what the hell? And as they approach it, they get trapped in an aluminum foil prison. Like the steel cage. Except the aluminum cage from WWE. So then Malcolm pops up and <laughs> he has extra... He's wearing like a suit jacket blazer, but glasses. to be a real villain, he has cool sunglasses that are positioned on his nose so he can still look over them, but he, yes. you know... Looks like a, a tech billionaire type figure. Fair. So now we know that his transformation into villain is complete. There's no going back now. To further deal with them, he handcuffs them with aluminum foil. So their powers yeah. are really getting sapped. And oh. this is so that their energy will be completely gone. So then they can be completely brainwashed. So I guess the issue with 
adults not being able to be brainwashed is they have too much energy. Because I know yeah. as an adult, that's as a kid, I'm used to not having energy. But as a you know an adult, I just have so much all fucking the energy. energy. I am so energized right I'm now. I'm always like. Jacob, let's do this podcast on time and like totally cool and not a couple of days late like we are doing this time. Is what it is. So yeah, he sets up like a computer in front of them that's going to yeah. brainwash them. Yes. And this is where we find out, I guess, partially his end plan, which is similar. $20 to, billion. Mwahaha. <laughs> well, it's similar in kind of mundaneness as what we find out in Under Wraps. And it won't be the last time we talk about Under Wraps here of whatever that evil guy was trying to avoid his taxes. Uh, Tax evasion. Malcolm just wants to control all the consumers in the world to yeah. buy his, I guess, products, if he's making products, it's, or just to give him money from, like, their parents or something. He could just become, like, the Joel Olstein, and he'd have all the money. But it's a believable enough motivation and further evidence that capitalism is bad. <laughs> There's bad faith actors like Malcolm out there in, the, in Silicon Valley. Nina finally is like, hey, Malcolm, you're bad. And she's like, where did you go wrong? And this is a couple of really, I think, funny digs at kind of hippie types, at least of the 2000s. She's, I should have known when you were drinking from that styrofoam cup, yes. all of those beef jerky wrappers, yes. that belt you said wasn't made from leather from yes. a cow. And then he's just like, whatever, crony, take her away. Yeah. But, but that's not the last we see of her. Oh, of course not. At school, Scott runs up to Soccer Girl and has another... There's a few just out of context, really funny lines in this. And he says, no time to explain, but your mom didn't rob the bank. <laughs> uh, so Randy, Soccer Girl, and Scott all start biking to the HQ because I they know where it is. And... They have to go inside because Steel Condor isn't there yet, but they got to save the parents. And this is where the movie largely turns into under wraps where it hadn't really been set up to this point. But Randy turns into the Gilbert where he's kind of like yes. the scaredy wimp. Yes. The love influence. I think they ran out of script. They're just like, okay, what can we do? <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Hey, that movie came out three years ago. Nobody's going to remember this shit. And then until we came in. And, and it's literally like play by play. There's the bad guys. There's the three There's of the them. bad guys in a weird warehouse. And they're setting up like booby traps and stuff. Yeah. Oh, how do we deal with them? Like oh, that. we have to do a distraction. Yeah. The distraction is there's a bunch of packing material around. Just even though like, this is the headquarters of environmental protectors. So what are they shipping out? They're not shipping anything out, but they have. Why would they be using all this stuff? I feel like it's not environmental friendly either. Half no, the stuff it's using. definitely not. It's not environmental friendly. They have all because, the plastic. Yeah, there's like big rolls of plastic wrap. There's uh, packing, and not well, not packing peanuts, uh, bubble wrap, which yes. we'll get to in a second. So he takes, uh, Scott takes one of these big rolls and yells through it, pretending to be like a cop yelling through a megaphone. Ah, we got you surrounded. Yeah, put your hands up. And then, like a good cop, does not wait long start for them shooting. to respond. Just start shooting. Just start shooting at them. So, believable cop action. And they're stepping on the bubble wrap. Yes, which... Aggressively. And they're freaking out. Where are they coming from? Where are the shots coming from? Which, I don't want to be, you know, a, a cinema sins type. A hundred times that, uh... Up, up, and away, screwed up. But if they're stepping on this bubble wrap behind, like, a wall, and it's not, you know, being echoed around, that people wouldn't even care. No. <laughs> gunshots are deafening, and there was a ton of gunshots. Yes. But 
they kind of pick up that it's not really... It's, like, it's just those kids. Get them. Yeah, get them. But it's like a Scooby-Doo type thing where they struggle a lot. And they don't even have a mummy to help them. They oh, just start mummy. hitting the cronies with like the big rolls of plastic wrap, and, and they're they're hitting the ground hard. Like they've just been hit with blocks of cement. Yeah, uh, they're tripped by like yeah, I some don't little know. plastic wire. Or they something. were yeah. So really, just stupid stuff. Ultimately, they do get caught, but the person to catch Randy or uh, sorry, actually no, they get caught, but Randy. They get cornered, and Randy has his really standout moment where he tells the cronies, oh, I, I have superpowers. And he's like, yeah. I'm going to beat you up in so many different ways. And, and they was, got scared. He was channeling the full power of the kid from the vine where he says, don't fuck with me. I have the power of God and anime. Ah. So and they, they didn't, look up that, and then you'll see what this scene is like. Yeah, they didn't want to mess with him. The one guy pulls out the... Uh, Aluminum. He's like, that stuff don't affect me. And then he starts eating it like George yeah. the Animal Steel. Or something. I have my feelings. <laughs> but yes, it, and then they then they tackle. Maybe him. Randy is a superhero, and that's his weakness. Oh, too. So then they capture him and That'd be the a others. Good sequel. Yeah, Randy. The Adventures of Randy, just like in under uh, yeah under wraps. You wanted to see the adventures of the the sweaty horror shop owner. Yes, need that under wraps and up up and away crossover. But Nina's the one who deals with Scott. She steps up and ties him up. And he's like, what the fuck? But she's like, yo, I'm in on it. I'm going to help you save your parents. Uh, So as Nina's pretending to finally have a change of heart to help Malcolm, she puts the different disc in the computer. Yes. But then the crony... Notices it. Immediately. Which, again, he's not not brainwashed. He's really dialed in. He's He's in and he wants $20 billion, man. Yeah, I mean, fucking... For all of, like the amounts of money that people have wanted in decoms, like that's a real amount of money. It's that's not a like, lot of money. A hundred thousand or a million dollars, even in nineties money, even in the year two thousand money, twenty billion dollars, heck of a 40 lot. Of billion. Money. He just he's like twenty. You know, I I just want you know I'll be happy with twenty billion, forty billion. You know, Malcolm grew up to be Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Crony catches that it's the wrong disc. They swap out the discs. Brainwashing is still going ahead on the heroes. Nina gets pulled away. And this is where, uh, basically throughout this whole section, a lot of the stuff earlier in the movie, it's not like the greatest superhero movie ever, but it was something different. But at the end of this movie really just turns into full-on decom, children shenanigans. Rush it till the end kind of thing. Obviously, we already made the comparison to Up, Up, and Away. Or not, sorry. uh, Under Wraps. But it's similar. Everyone has, you know, ridiculous scheme in Xenon or Can of Worms. It's all... Basically throwing marbles and watching the the wet bandits flail around and then land on a nail. But yes. it's not the grit of home alone. So this is the dumbest part. Because in my notes, I had largely not written anything about soccer. Soccer. Because I'm like, this shit doesn't matter. But as we said earlier, the it most matters. Most important role. Scott's real superpower is not that he's the choke king, but he's the clutch king. Clutch king. When he needs to kick a goal, he does. So soccer girl befitting her name has a soccer ball in her backpack naturally that she just rolls out scott is not being held down like the others by a crony of some kind he just breaks free starts dribbling around juking people again he's making like four or five guys like fall yeah and then i think it's malcolm that goes to block him yeah so malcolm is in front of the the prison he's playing the goalie it's checkered and barred like a, a goal net if you will yeah and then scott goes to shoot 
he gets past Malcolm and goes through one of the squares of the aluminum like foil one prison. one second to spare. Yeah. Knocking oh, yeah, that's because there's a whole the ticking timer. clock of yeah, it's like how long seconds. until they're fully brainwashed. And, and the computer voice is counting 30 seconds till total brainwash. Which total. is also something that happens in DCOMs where the ticking clock and under wraps of when Harold the mummy's going to die, the ticking clock and Xenon of when it's going to blow up. Yeah. It's when these thing. heroes are going to be turned into soldiers Mush. of capitalism for... <laughs> wow. It's not really clear why Malcolm wants the heroes... If he wants consumers to just buy a bunch of products, is he just getting the heroes brainwashed so then they don't bother him anymore? Oh, maybe. Eh, whatever. The movie's almost over. Who he knows? kicks the goal in. It hits computer the computer. Falls, breaks. And like any computer that you nudge slightly, it starts sparking and explodes yes. pretty much yep. immediately. And yay! The day is saved. The heroes get out. Yay! They deal with Malcolm and the, the cronies. They're all like tied up and it's all good. Yeah. Uh, we get to see the mention of Adam's ability to wipe people's memory come into play as he. Wiped all the people's memories, and then he comes up, and Nina's like, oh, I'm sorry. I guess controlling people's minds, even if it's for the environment, is ethically and morally kind of fucked up. I won't do that. I'll just pick up trash. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll wipe your memory, which would probably still make her feel the way she did before. Yeah. And then during this time is when Soccer Girl finally confesses her love for Scott. Yes. And hilariously, yeah. she has to get her memory wiped after yeah. she says that. R.I.P. And then his parents are like, oh, well, if she liked you before. She'll still like, you know. But, you know, maybe isn't as strong because no. she wasn't in a life and death situation with no. Scott. But the best Randolph. moment of the movie is Randy. Yes. He's about to get his. He's like, I basically saved the world. I saved you. Yeah. I had the power of God in anime. And he's like, and then the mom's like, well, Scott kind of needs a friend to talk to. <laughs> yeah, about superhero shit. So Randy does not get his memory wiped. No. And I don't think there's a sequel, but if there was a sequel <laughs> with Randy and Scott getting up into some shenanigans, superhero related, it would be great. Because Randy's like, I can be your sidekick. Again, yes. ignoring the fact that Scott doesn't have superpowers. So at this point, I think Steel Condor busts through a wall Kool-Aid Man style, yes. but he's late. Aha, uh-huh, it's funny. It is thick brick walls made out of st- styrofoam. Yep. Clearly. Nina would be pissed. Malcolm, how dare you build these walls out of styrofoam? Oh my. You're killing the sea turtles. Oh my. So it's funny. He shows up. Yes. Uh, then we get a little bit more. This is the last really like family moment where it's, hey, we're proud of you. You don't need superpowers to be a hero. Cut to soccer field. Yep. Go back to soccer, the most important part of this movie. And it's, they're picking captains. Yep. It's so soccer girl at first is acting like a jerk to Scott, Yeah. Where maybe it's like, oh, maybe she doesn't really no, have the same feelings but... anymore. But she's getting there because they mentioned at some point that they're picking captains soon for the team. Yes. They vote on them just by saying who they want to. So they're, they're down to like the final two votes and it's, it's her. It's not a hidden vote. So I feel like there's a lot of pressure on teammates. Yeah. So it's her and it's down to Scott and. She picks Scott, and the coach is like, well, there's one more vote, Scott. You're up by one. And he's like, I pick you. I pick soccer. <laughs> soccer girl. And he's like, it's a tie. Co-captains. We all win. The end. That's basically <laughs> It's uh, Alien versus Predator. It's Soccer Girl versus Scott. Whoever wins, we all win. We all win. Uh, yeah, really, the final shot, it ends very abruptly. 
even for a decom, it's yes. final shot is them like playing soccer, panning up from the field, and Randy and him are talking about superhero shit. He's like, "Hey, I can be your sidekick, like the fucking Tonto or Kanto, yeah, or Tonto. Kato from the Green Hornet." He's Horn. like, "I don't want to be Tonto." He's like, "Dude, I'm not a superhero." And then it's just like fucking done. That's the end of the movie. Is <laughs> Green Hornet? He says, "Green Hornet came to my birthday party." That's <laughs> the fucking end of the movie. <laughs> Famous last words: The Green Hornet came to my fucking birthday party. <laughs> So, oh boy. As I said, kind of turned into a typical decom in about the last 15 minutes yes. as there was a resolution for the conflict in the movie. But overall, yeah. I, I like this movie a lot. I think it was amb- yeah. ambitious in a way. Ahead of its creative. time. You can, you can elaborate yes. on that. So to really hit this home, this was the year 2000. The Incredibles, I think, came out in 2004. And this is basically yes. The Incredibles before The Incredibles. But to put it in context of even superhero media out there, I don't think the first Spider-Man movie, which is really like Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi-directed ones, were really when superhero movies were started to take a little bit more seriously. I think the first X-Men probably was around this time, too. And this was before those. The most recent superhero movies to this time were probably the Joel Schumacher Batman movies like Batman and Robin and Batman Forever are generally reviled. They are very bad. So to not have anything to really base this off of, it's still a fun superhero type movie. It's almost also reminds me of Sky High a little bit before Sky High was a thing. Yeah. But so within the context of that, they didn't have a lot to work off of. Little cool extra thing of that. It's a whole family of black superheroes to have a whole family of black people of any kind in a decom. I don't know if it really happens again until the Proud Family movie. But even in general, there's not a lot of black superhero no. movies or media. We just recently got Black Panther. Mm. I think Black Lightning is a current show on CW. There is Static Shock to go oh, back to yes. like kids WB cartoons. Ahead of its time. Yeah. So it's cool in that. And again, just the general plot and interactions in the movie. Well, this was a fun film. Yeah, it was ambitious. There's stuff that doesn't make sense. There's stuff that doesn't add up. The villains were unique, had kind of a fun premise. There was the interesting dynamic of Nina being altruistic, who wants a good end goal, but is kind of doing some shady stuff to get there, and her brother betraying her to just make a lot of money. Classic Malcolm. And then the themes of inclusion, trying to live up to family expectations that have happened in other DCOMs, but I think were more well done and more fun in this context not as melodramatic as something like the generational dad issues in johnny tsunami and finally i will say one issue that else i did take with the movie was the ending going the family stuff wasn't the last note we left on because it had to do the decom thing of bringing in the love interest tying it into a dumb sport that nobody cares about and that's the final thing where if i were to write the end of this movie because one of the other major themes of the movie was heroes don't need capes. You don't need superpowers to be a hero. But we don't really see that executed on in just beyond just the words. So it's just, eh, you don't need to be a, or have a cape to be a superhero, but here, just go fucking play soccer. Where my fan fiction ending to this movie, as I told oh. Jacob earlier, was cut to months later after they tie up, oh, everybody's memories wiped. Cut to Bronze Eagle flying around, a warrior woman fighting, and they're calling up or... I guess being paged by Scott, who's back home, typing away on the computer, getting information, feeding them, kind of being like the brains of the operation, sort of 
Oracle to Batman or the Alfred to Batman, supporting them in that way. And I think that would have been a cooler send off to the movie that would have hit home the major themes of the movie better than deciding to end it on like the wet fart of you like soccer and you're okay at it, Choke King, and the girl maybe still likes you. But we got a little bit more Randy, so maybe it was worthwhile in the end. More Randy is always better. So enough of me going on too long about decons, as I seem to always do. Jacob, tell us about whether you remember watching this movie as a child or not. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember, like, the the villains of the movie. I don't really recall them too much. But, like, the up, up, in a way. Like, I, I, I remember the grandpa. I do remember, like, the grandpa. I don't remember the grandma. She wasn't really in the movie. Um, that's yeah, that's a... The sister. Bigness they needed. We needed the morph. The morph would have been cool, you know. But I, I remember the sister and her kind of like snottiness, a little bit of the sister and a little bit of the grandpa the most. Don't really remember Scott at all. Definitely a lot of under wraps vibes, though. Towards the end, I, it just felt like a right out of the playbook. But yeah, like like we like Lucas already touched on, just a, a fun, fun progressive movie ahead of its time. Yeah, ahead of ahead of its time in a lot of different ways, and yeah. I, want, I don't think I'd put it in the upper ranks, but I'd still say it's definitely in the top half of the ones we've watched. Yeah. Just because it tried for some stuff. It was far from different. being perfect in its unique. execution. It was unique. But it tried for different stuff. I mean, especially when we're movies. getting, you know, superhero movies like five a year now. You know, this is just, it was just yeah. out of the blue. They know? weren't following a Marvel formula of having no? a, a slightly unlikable, but also really quick-witted and funny superhero. Like all Marvel heroes. But that's something for another time because this pod has gone long. Signing out quick. If you liked us, just us in general, not the podcast. If you just like us on a personal level, please send us a fan mail uh, to a whole new pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Wherever you're getting us, your podcast platform of choice. A a like, a thumbs up, a share. Yeah. Uh, iTunes or Google Play. Review. Yeah. Review. Rate us five stars, or you don't need to be five stars. It'd be nice if it's five stars. Six would be better. Write a review. If it's good, we'll definitely read it. If it's bad and funny, we might still read it. So if you feel like that, putting that out there. Follow us on Twitter at a whole new pod, all one word. And uh, again, I'll allow Jacob. Jacob underscore Telegen, J A C O B underscore T E L L I J H N. You need to spell it out. Check it out. Hit that follow. Follow. J A C O B underscore T E L I got a T. I got a T. I got a E. It's old. Yeah, right. So. Thank you for sticking with us. I think this was. I, I had fun doing this episode. Yeah. We had. I think we had good energy despite whatever I did. My uh, ill-conceived intro. Uh, and then we didn't have the Sam energy. But Jacob is getting a phone call. So we need his. Up, up, and away! I wanted him to answer the phone call on air. But <laughs> that, that we'll just have to settle for the most basic. Uh, final words so it works all right now we clap right we clap at the end perfect